I'm Vince Roca. And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is very special guest and not in that, you know, special way, but maybe slightly in that special way. But very, very special guest, Martin Bailey. How's it going, kids? Uh, I don't know. That not a- short bus special. Thank you very much, Vince. Oh, so you're dissing the kids who ride the short bus. Yes. You're admitting that there, yeah. there's something wrong with them. No. As Michael once I said, they were, they're special. They, uh, they get their own bus. Retard used to be the technical term, and uh, <clears throat> then that was nixed a long time ago. And, a while ago. Uh, yeah. A lo- it's a long, still there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. What's wrong? I don't know. Michael and I had this conversation. What is wrong? Someone deemed the word to be wrong, but it became uh, intellectually disabled. Yeah, I think it's one of those like that. That was like the the starting point of the political correctness of the 80s or 90s or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, you can't call him that. You're like, why not? That's kind of like the technical term. So obviously the jokes aren't cool. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's, but it's the jokes weird. are going to come about no matter what word you right. give it. Yeah. Uh, I I place retard in the same level as midget. Like yeah. I don't understand why midget is a bad word. Right. Like it's whatever it was coined like by ninety percent of them don't care, um, and it's like the it's like that loud minority that you know everybody always don't cares. Call us that. And you're like cares oh, about something. Okay, but, what are we supposed to? Uh, so Michael, I I believe there was a. Uh, meeting or something at school once to uh, reinforce that the current term was intellectually disabled. There we go. That that was the current political term, PC correct term wow. to use. And which then quickly became uh, shortened to IDS. Yeah. Uh, so these so the people are now say IDs. something and, <laughs> right. and then that turns into something. And then, Oh, you're an id or you're yeah. a short bus. Uh, yeah. And then um, Michael had said, I think he was uh, regurgitating something he heard from a student student. Uh, but that the kids are, are referred to as window lickers. Window lickers? Which yeah. I thought was funny. Yeah. Because you see them licking yeah, the Yeah, so it's like bus. no matter what you say, no matter what you call someone or whatever, it's always going to turn into a joke of some kind anyway. So, right. You know, so it's, yeah. Not to say that, you know, saying retard, you know. Right. No matter, nice, no matter like, what, what way. What, what are you going to call them? What are you going to call somebody that's intellectually disabled? Then you're going to say that, and then it's going to turn into another joke. Right. That's horrible anyway. So. And then you're like, you, you sit there trying to be PC. You sit there trying to look for what the right words yeah. is and or, or what the right words are. And you're like, is he not normal? Oh, he's normal. Yeah. Uh, is he is, is he different but the yeah. same? Yeah. <laughs> then you don't even know what to say. Which used to be, do you remember that car, uh, not cartoon, commercial from when we were kids? Retarded kid, different but the same? I've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, love that kid. I should look that. I should pull that up. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, and if you're Trump, no matter what you refer to, uh, <laughs> whatever term you use, it becomes politically incorrect. Well, and he and he's fine. You know, he's fine with it because it's just free publicity for him. Uh, that, that's what it, that's what it's come down to. I, think uh, I saw. He, I he's saw like, he's good. always been a prick. He's always going to be a prick, and he just he loves and bathes in the glory because it's like when people are saying bad things about him, they're still talking about him. So that's the kind of publicity that you know he thrives on. It's like, well, they're at least still talking about me. Uh, so I saw a pretty care. good attack ad on him where a group of minorities were standing there, and then behind them were these uh, screens playing some of the horrible things that trump has said oh yeah, oh, yeah. um 
So I, I've said before, I don't think he can become president because I don't think he can survive the attack ads. No. But he's made it this far. Yeah, but he had nothing. I just I just had a long conversation, a couple of long conversations via Facebook uh, with some people. Uh, not in the political realm. This is like in the horror realm. But, uh, you know, everybody gets political this time of season, I guess. And uh, it, it just... Uh, there, there's so there's so much negativity around him and around that you know that campaign, but there was nothing really you know uh, competition wise against him like Rubio and Cruz and and Christie and all these guys you know they're just all a bunch of you know puppets I mean complete puppets you know at least he just he just standed out and standed out. Um, but I, I don't think, yet again, I don't think enough of the base, the quote-unquote Republican base, will vote for him. I don't think they're going to care as much, like, oh, well, we can handle Hillary for four years. We can get somebody else in four years. Or something's going to happen in the, you know, there's there, there's that thought process now. It's like, well, we're not voting for him. We'll vote for someone else or just deal with it for four years. And then, you know, come strong in four years with somebody. Um but I, yeah, I just don't. I don't see it happening at all. Hopefully, because he's scum. I'm trying to find the different, but the same. Have you? Did you <laughs> not notice, succeeding? At I don't it. know if you noticed. same with smoking kills black yeah. people faster than white. I well, can't find these things. Um, I don't know if you've noticed uh, the Facebook ads, uh, his ads, Trump's ads, uh, the white girl that was supposedly beaten up in San Jose. They have pictures of like a bunch of Mexicans, and then a picture like the back of a. Uh, of like this white girl was cornered by these thugs and blah blah blah, and then they showed the pictures of the girls like beaten up supposedly. Uh huh. Yeah, and then Bruce Campbell of Evil Dead fame uh-huh. came out and said, um, "The pictures you just showed—that's an actress on Ash versus Evil Dead," mm. and the picture that they showed is her from Ashes versus Evil Dead. Ash versus Evil Dead. So the Trump people are so fucking retarded. That they went on the internet to find a fake picture of some white girl beat up. And the first thing they picked up was an actual real actress who was killed by a monster in a TV uh, show. Who would do that? Like, I mean, this if you're going to create that, you should, Absolutely. you should shoot it and, pre- and pretend. Absolutely. So, that I mean, but that's how dumb they are. But then again, that's his base right now of the white, you know, supremacists, the white thugs out there. Thinking, oh, this is what Mexicans do. This is what blacks do to you know us white people and all this bullshit that that Trump has been thriving on. But the base, the Republican base, well, doesn't really go that route. They I don't, I had this that. I had this discussion with someone who's uh, well recently. The problem isn't that the the problem isn't that Trump's voters are racist because. They're they're racist. It's so weird. They're racist. Okay. <laughs> they don't know that they're racist. Right. The problem is, and it and for most of these people, like they would walk down the street and it wouldn't bother them that they were, uh, you know, shopping with a, a person of a different race or you know eating at a table with a person of a different race or anything like that. Right. So when when you live in Middle America. And, you know, Flint, Michigan or whatever, and they shut down the car manufacturing mm-hmm. uh, facility. And then you – the news and our 24-hour news cycle that's got to beat everything down talks about how 
uh, car manufacturing is thriving in China. And the connection becomes the Chinese took our jobs. Absolutely. So there becomes this general hatred of we've lost our employment to Chinese. They don't realize that their shopping at Walmart and their shopping for a cheaper car is what caused the Chinese labor, which caused them to lose their jobs. They lost their own jobs. But the news beats it in everybody's head to be afraid Mm -hmm. and to hate. Yeah. So, so most of those people, if they ran into a Chinese person, they wouldn't, wouldn't assault them, right. wouldn't care, wouldn't, you know, would just be like, you know, he's a Chinese person. And I, I mean, you can always find people down in the South who are just like that chink with the slanted eyes are going right. to, you know, they're going to say something. But f- Trump's largest base is really not people who are racist because they're racist. They're afraid yeah. is what they are. Yeah. They're, they're. They're scared and, you know, they're being told, oh, I'm going to make America great again. I'm going to bring these things back. He talks about uh, Mexico and, you know, they, the famous uh, um, South Park. They took our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Mexicans took our jobs. The Mexicans are not doing any job that you or I want. Right. Like, I am not. I, I work in television and or editing. Or at the price that we want. That, but they just aren't. I mean, no, 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 they're no. not. But that's the thing. It's like we're like the Flint, Michigan. You say Flint, Michigan, and the cars and everything. Yeah. Why they go to Mexico and why do they go to Korea and why they go to China is because all of a sudden it's like, well, I was building that car at twenty seven dollars an hour. You're like, well, this this guy over here will do it for ten. Why would I stay here for twenty seven when I can go over here to ten? And then we go to the ten, and then you go, well, Mexico will do it for eight. Well, right. then we'll, we'll go to Mexico. Right. So it, it comes down to that kind of stuff. But like you said, the media does not present that part of the story. No, and no, no. Definitely Fox News and those outlets do not present that. All they say is the Chinese are taking over America. Right. Mexicans are coming in Everything's taking our made jobs. In China. Like, right. Mexicans are coming in and taking our jobs. They're staying in Mexico right. taking our jobs because American corporate companies are just leaving. They're like, well, fuck this. We don't need to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. We don't need to pay insurance. We don't need to pay health care. And these people are doing it for pennies on the dollar. You and know. A, a group of brown people misinterpret the Quran yeah. and, you know, run out and cause terrorism in the name of a book that has nothing to do with terrorism. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody hates Muslims. Right. And there's and whites could do the same thing. There's no the, connection. Well, that that was my next step is <laughs> when you don't live in America. Yeah. Or I should say when you don't live in the United States, when you're in other countries, mm-hmm. You isolate and look at the things that we're doing here, yeah. and it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, to connect, you were just talking about the Ash versus Evil Dead. The biggest atrocity to happen in our judicial system happened this past week when a kid with good swim times got six months mm-hmm. in county jail yeah. for raping a girl behind a dumpster. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't, I'm assuming you know the story. I don't know how much of our listeners know the story, but uh, Brock, his name's Brock, Brock something or other, the boy. Don't need to take his name. Um, well, everybody should know his name. Well, his, everybody should see his picture. No, no the picture's fine. Who, but, this, you know, who yeah. this kid is yeah. or guy is. So 23-year-old girl goes to a party, a high school party with her sister. Uh, she has too much to drink and ends up uh she has too much to drink blacks out and she wakes up in the hospital and that's all she remembers right and then she has to piece everything back together uh two swedes on bicycles uh roll up 
I don't know why the distinction is that they're Swedish, but they are. <laughs> anyway. Because they care about women and they care about uh, society. They, two Swedes on bicycles roll up on this guy humping a comatose body behind a dumpster. And uh, they break it up. And Brock runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Swedes uh, chases him down, tackles him, brings him back. And uh, when the police show up, the visuals were... So made the one of the Swedes so distraught that he cried as he recounted the story right. to the police. Uh, and Brock had Brock had shown all signs of guilt uh, at the time that the police arrived because a like if I was banging my wife behind a dumpster and two Swedes showed up and tried pulling me off, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? It's my wife! Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. I wouldn't run. Like running and abandoning the girl that you're banging indicates you shouldn't have been banging her to begin with because you're not banging, you're raping. Yeah, so there's a big you're, you're raping that. her, right? Um, you, you and know, your wife, that's fine. You, you, Even if you, you know that you know that's that's one thing. It's like okay, public, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, when when you run away from a scene, yeah, you're clearly doing something. Generally wrong. speaking, something is wrong. Uh, but then he and you know what's wrong. So like right there, he he he. He knew he was wrong. Right. So that's the other thing. Like when he starts crying in court and he starts crying to his dad and he starts crying to, you know, people that want to listen to him. You're like, you ran away from the situation. Right. Which you clearly knew, even at that state, even at that drunken state that you supposedly were in, you knew what you were doing was wrong. So right there, I mean, it's just guilt all over the place. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 that's, that's fine. That, you know, that's what kills me. When he discovered that she couldn't remember anything, right. his story changed. And uh, he claimed on on the stand that uh, he asked her three different things he asked her and she answered yes to. And one of them was, can I finger you? And she said yes. And in her statement was, what girl, who has ever asked to finger a girl and what girl has ever said yes? Right. Like that comes about just through natural foreplay and it either happens or it doesn't. Nobody says, can I finger you? Right. And I thought, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, she's right on. She's right on about and that. And again, he's 23 and he's acting like 15. She's 23. I mean, uh, he's yeah. like right. 18, 18 or 19. 19. Yeah. But he's acting like, yet again, like a 14 or 15 year old, like, ooh, I touched a girl. And he's trying to like play that off in court, like, you know, uh, some like little kid, you know, but that's where, it, that's where his defense attorneys and that's where his family yeah. like threw him. And you're the like, two super problems here are, is she blacked out. Right. He's I think I believe with all my heart that the guy is lying and guilty. 100%. But his story is the only story that can be. So it becomes really tough when he's like, "Yeah, she said yes." I mean, I don't believe it, but like there's no one else to say anything other than the Swede showing up and him running or whatever. Um and telling the cops one thing, then going to the right. police station saying another thing. Right. Then going to court and saying something, then going on the stand and saying something. So right there, that's the that's the other thing is the guilt, story changes. Guilt, and that's, guilt, guilt. That's generally like what happens when you're, a lot. When you're not guilty, if you're banging your wife uh, behind a dumpster, that's your story right. because that's the truth. Right. You just and keep you're telling like, the no, truth. We went out. We had a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. We wanted to fuck behind this dumpster for right. some stupid reason, officer. This is what happened. Right. Done. And this is what you're going to tell your attorney. This is what you would tell the court. This is what you tell the judge. Because it's the fucking truth. The other problem with the case, and I don't, to be 100% clear, I don't advocate that anybody should ever be sexually assaulted or raped. But when you drink so much to black out, 
you have to take some responsibility no. for your actions no. or for what's happening to you. Not at all. Um, Not at all. That's, I don't, that's the part of the rape culture right there because right right there, right there, all you're saying is, and this is what I was you know saying to somebody last You need to be responsible for what you do. Right. And, and your now, responsibility is... As and she human, said, she said in court, being, and I agree with her 100%, there isn't a single person in this courtroom who has not mistakenly gotten drunk, gotten too drunk and blacked out or knows somebody who got drunk and blacked out. And that's true. I mean, it okay. drinking drinking is a, a poison and a problem that you, that's not the problem. you don't know what well, drinking alcohol is a, is a problem for Excuse America. Me. You so, don't know. You can get to a point where you don't know when to stop, and you keep going, and then you so, black out. But hold on. So a guy, a male, mm-hmm. can get drunk and black out and everything, and nobody says a fucking word. But if a girl, if a girl does it, it's all of a sudden. Well, you have to be responsible. Oh, well, you have to. No, I think yourself. the guy has to be. Oh, res- you have to. Do I, this. I'm advocating. Oh, you have to do that. I'm well, advocating drunk, that everybody needs to be responsible happen. for their actions. No, I did not say that. I was. I'm not advocating sexual assault, but. To, look, if you drink and get behind the wheel and do something, you have to be responsible Absolutely. for that. If you drink and you and and something ends up happening to you because you can't remember what you did, you have to take some responsibility. I still think Brock should go to jail. Brock Brock should know better. Although the other problem with this is is he doesn't know better. I don't know. Right. Care. I don't know how drunk Brock was. But the court so, system obviously doesn't care because he so got six do you, months. So do you get to a point, she got so drunk that she blacked out. Isn't it fair to say that he could get so drunk that he doesn't know what, he doesn't realize that he, this this is rape and wrong anymore? Yeah, but he gets in a car and he crashes. He should know he's on the, what you just said. I, I'm saying no. he's he's responsible. Everybody, right. everybody right. needs to take some responsibility. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing. When you look at this, you go, well, she was blacked out. Well, he could have been on the brink of blacked out and been on the point of like, I don't know the difference between fucking right and wrong. Obviously, people get there because they get behind the wheel and they drive when they're drunk. I understand that, but, but that should like, okay. <laughs> I, no, because like I'm so far against this. I mean, it's I agree. Crazy. I'm against and, it. And I am, and at the same time, and of course, you know, Facebook. I'm is, more. I'm more so examining how fucked up this situation is. And and of course, social media slash you know Facebook. I'm like so, a Facebook court, but it's just like the same thing has happened to several people of several different races. And right. They of course got years. That's the thing, and, and that's six the, years. It is. Four years, it is. This is so fucked up know, on so jail. many levels yeah. because. So six months and the judge is like, eh, it's perfectly fine. There, there's the there's the the weirdness of dealing with. Okay, she almost blacked out. Well, we just went over, right. and I don't know, you know, what her level of responsibility is. Obviously, the judge, his responsibility is to us as citizens, and to go by the law, which he didn't do. And to say that, yeah, and to say that the kid <laughs> only gets six months in county jail, and I, I that I need to be clear about that. Like yeah. when you drink and drive, you end up in county jail. Yeah. County jail, you are never getting fucked in the ass. Like a pedophile in county jail, nothing Nothing is ever happening. That's where they usually go. When you hear when you hear pedophiles, oh, they hate them in prison. That's prison. County jail is literally the local jail. But this is the other thing about a lot of the pedophiles. (laughs) Like Andy Griffith, like where the drunk gets thrown each night in the Andy Griffith show for anybody who fucking remembers that show. But to go into that, like pedophiles and most rapists and like this kind of stuff, because of the fear of what's going to happen to them 
to them in jail. Well, they go most, into special sections. They don't go into county. No, no, no. They're still in prison. Right. But no, I'm not I'm not talking like the long term. I'm saying like when they're like in the county jail, when they're going into the court system, they have their own special place too. Yeah. So like they're already treated differently because of fear of what's going to happen with other so, you know people. So you're just like, okay, so this guy's a rapist. He's going to have his own jail cell. He's going to be completely away from other people. He's going to be in county. They're saying six months, which is, you know, it's complete horseshit. He'll be out in like two or three months, if that. Even if he does the full six months, it's still a a pinch. If that, when you you sit there and you look and you start comparing it to other people in this same situation, even uh, even other white kids, Mm -hmm. even other white people, that's, I, I think, also why this came out so far, so fast into the public eye was even other white people, privileged white kids, are still going to jail over this stuff. Are still actually going to prison for years, if not you know many years. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, eh, because possession. I, there are people out there doing more time for possession of marijuana. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to even compare you know apples and oranges. Um, you know, because like there's people in jail right now for life, right, for selling pot, which, you know, thanks so, to Na- thanks to Reagan, because that makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> um, the guy, the guy that mugged me got nine months. Okay. He was out in four. I don't know this mugging story. Yeah, I do. You know, I was three days before my wedding back, you know. No, I don't know the story. Years ago. Yeah, I went to an ATM machine. I got mugged. He used his own car because he's a brain surgeon. I'm vaguely vague while, while I was on my uh, honeymoon in San Diego, the police just went to his house right. and arrested him. And he went to jail. Did he uh, mug you with a, uh, uh, no a gun? Or, no weapon. No oh, weapons okay. or anything. So, it wasn't. so well, they said, okay, he's going to get 12 months. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, again, complete horseshit. This was way, this was literally about two or three years before um, the mandatory three years now at ATM. I was like one of the, I'm in a science book somewhere of like, <laughs> this has how many people were mugged at ATMs. You're before. in a science book for many reasons. No, probably. Um, you know, a stat, a stat book. Um, anyway, so he, you know, he got a year. Uh, his people, his attorney or whatever, got it down to nine months. And then four months later, I was notified that he was already going to be set free. Mm-hmm. So you just sit there and like, this is another violent act. He got 12 months. If he used a gun, it would have been six years. Right. So you just sit there and it's just like our court system, even though it's better than most countries, it's pretty decent. It does get a lot of people in jail. A lot of people like, oh, our court system sucks. Well, yeah, off and on, off and on it's, it's good and bad. You know, our court system is good and bad. Um, this particular case, I think, really came out, A, because the judge was so lenient, and B, what he said in public. Like, he could have actually kept some of this up to himself. He could have just, said, he he could have very easily just come back and go, okay, you're getting six months in county. But he went on a little speech of his own. And you're just like... The judge? Yeah. He I don't know talking. the judge's speech. I know the father said no, that his kids shouldn't suffer for right. 20 minutes And the action. judge agreed with it, and then the judge was like, yeah, because I don't want to, uh, I think the word was burden, or... Do something to his. It would be a detriment. Detriment. It was like these, these yeah, kind of be words. Be a detriment to so his in tw- life. In twenty years, this will still you know be attached to him if he goes to prison for X. You know, right. he, he said something, and you just sit there and you're like, right, right. That, that's that, the point. That's the fucking point. <laughs> right, that's because the point he committed of a crime. Right. He committed a fi- a violent, a ter- vile yeah, <laughs> a fucking so it horrible should be attached crime. to him right. for twenty years, let alone. However long the piece of shit fucking lives, right? Yeah, where, I. 
you know, where like none of that makes any sense why a judge would a even then you just that's what I'm saying. That's the rape culture. They're confusing. That. And now this is where things get even. This yeah. case is a marvel and and so weird because on one hand he is he's 18 and we know how fucking stupid 18 year olds are. So, I mean, no, I'm not. Again, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm yeah, just talking are. about the different By saying that right the different there, merits close. the different merits of the craziness of this case. So on one hand, someone could say, you know, he just doesn't know better. Not well, saying because then you read your, your, the dad's note. I'm, so I'm, he doesn't know right. He doesn't know better. better. Well, the dad doesn't know exactly. better when he calls it 20, 20 minutes of 20 action. 20 minutes of action, which is the father's statement. Have you seen but, what's going on with the father? No. Oh. But so on one hand, He's you could move. you could say that and and you Which go and you Hopefully. go, OK, well, maybe. But then then on the other hand, if you had somebody who was 70 years old and their entire life, they didn't rape anybody. Yeah. And then they have this one incident. Well, they've proved that for 70 years they haven't raped anybody. Are they really a threat to the world? So it becomes the other side of the spectrum from the 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Um one of the before well, the you can tell me about the dad, but one of the things that I want to touch on real quick when yeah. she read this is the other super fucked up thing, and it goes back to the media. When she first read the story about what had happened to her, the rape that right. occurred to her, the uh, journalist, if you can call him that, who wrote the article, ended the article with Brock's swim times. Yeah, as if that is an important part yeah. of what happened. Mm-hmm. Like Jared. Seemed to Subway Jared seemed to be a nice guy. He yeah. sold his foot longs. He lost a lot of weight. He had a wife and kids. He had a foundation. Like everything was good yeah. until you found out he was fucking multiple little girls. Like, and I don't know if there was boys. I think it was just a little no, girl. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, and his campaign manager was all about the boys. Yeah, his which was his foundation that turned out to be bogus. So what I'm saying there is like this here we read a story about Jared yeah. and it shouldn't be like, oh, you raped a thirteen year old and a twelve year old and a ten year old. But let's think about all the people who lost weight because of Jared's yeah. motivational speech. Like, no, like, yeah. like that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um so I and like there's so many levels about, that the story. And like what you're saying about up. the seven year old. It's just like what all of a sudden he woke up one day and goes, hmm, I'm gonna go fuck a ten year old. I'm gonna go, you know, brutally rape. No. For seventy years these thoughts and Oh the seventy year old, yes, yes. You know, these things have been going on in his fucking head. Let alone if he hasn't done it before, obviously he was thinking about it and it took seventy years for him to do it. Right. So then you just sit there and you're like, Yeah, he should rot in jail too. So it's just like not six months. He should be in jail until the day he dies, you know, when he dies and then go off to Potter's Field somewhere. But that's what does you know, and that's the other thing that kills me because you, you brought Potter's up Potter's Field. Yeah. He doesn't need, he doesn't deserve a fucking real funeral. Fuck him. And what? this guy Brock, doesn't deserve <laughs> what a real is Potter's funeral. Field. That's what it is. Potter's Field is like when you die and you go, the state takes over and buries you. And uh, it's just that that's like a term for like a, a un, unwanted grave or is there yeah. one actual field called Potter's Field? No, everybody, you know, every county mm. or every state or whatever well i'm anyway, a big i'm well, a like big said, like, believer like, in, uh, then, in then the you start doing the death apple, penalty then you I start think... doing the apples and oranges thing and you just sit there and you're like right now in california even though it's legal here mm-hmm. there are people in jail for pot right they're taking our they're taking space right now and we're spending millions and millions of dollars right on these things where like i said the guy that mugged me you know four months brock six months he'll be out in like two or whatever in whatever county right. he is because of like the influx of you know the drug cases that they're getting because that's fucking easy money so for that county. What's going on with the father? No, I, I'm just saying it's Rock just like it, it, suppose, supposedly 
there's a lot of stuff going on. It's like I haven't, you know, I haven't seen like no. visual, but it's just like, you know, just like the the dentist that fucking killed the animal. It's like Cecil sudden, the Lion Killer. You know. Well, we'll we'll get to someone else who's being uh, villainized or victimized, not victimized. No. no, I don't know what what to call her. What do you call that? Anyway, we're, <laughs> someone else is being uh, persecuted by the court of public opinion, Uh-oh. and she deserves it. And it also has to do with responsibility. Uh, there was a gorilla killed recently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in Ohio, the Cincinnati Zoo, a uh, woman, um, well, I shouldn't, it doesn't matter, her mom, mom yeah. whatever, she was a woman, her uh, son got into the uh, gorilla pen and uh, ultimately they had to shoot the gorilla. And there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking, of course, as to whether the gorilla should have been tranquilized or they should have tried to trade, uh, you know, treats with the gorilla and the yeah. public should have been, you know, brought away because of all the noise the public was making. And, you know, from the zoo's point of view, from a logical point of view, they only had one option. And that yeah. was to kill a gorilla because if they pulled the public away, then people would be like, oh, you're trying to hide it. You're yeah. trying to hide what you're doing. Uh, if they tried to trade a treat, there's a possibility that that didn't work. If they tried to tranquilize, there's a possibility that it didn't work. If they shot the gorilla, there's a hundred percent guarantee yeah. that that's going 100%. to work. And I know, mean, the story is horrifying, but at the same time, when you really think about it, like when you sit there and you think about it, that is literally the only way to save the the kid. Right. I mean, because it, tranquilizer, God only knows what's going to happen. Right. Like we've seen, you know, it's the like one you're, it's the 100% heard, yeah. surefire way. You've seen and heard the horror stories of like the tranquilizer, the cat still, mm-hmm. you know, eat something. The alligator, oh yeah, my wife deals with it all the time. something or, you know, whatever. I'm like, this is a big fucking gorilla. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of tranquilizer. Like you'd have to shoot him like 20 times all at the same no, time. No, you can get one whatever. shot. But, but like all at the same time. It doesn't, unlike and TVs and TV and right. movies, it doesn't happen instant- instantaneously. I mean. No, that's what I mean. So like you would have to do an influx of some kind of trank to do something and it would still take time. So what's going to happen in that, you know. 10 seconds, a minute, three minutes, five minutes of him, yeah, when, of it passing when out or whatever. Deanna, when my wife, when they have to dart animals yeah. to uh, do medical procedures on them, as soon as they bring the dart gun out and the animal sees it, they react. Oh, yeah. They either they react aggressively on. or sometimes right. they cower down because they know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and it's it's exactly like when you take a kid into a doctor to get yeah. a shot and that needle comes out, the kid reacts and yeah. either starts crying aggressively or, you know, cowers down quietly. Um, I usually just turned away. Like I saw a needle or like I was like, really I, I know watch. if I'm going to the doc if like I know I'm going to the doctor and they're gonna do like a blood test or you know whatever, I'm like, fuck it. Just go ahead I'm like I would cower down because I'm like, go ahead and do it. If I don't do it today, I'll still have to come back tomorrow. The, so go ahead and do it. I I, wa- so, I stare at it. I watch yeah. the entire thing happen. I did that a few times younger and then it kinda just I hate blood. the anti- I hate the anticipation. Yeah. Like if you look away, you're like, When is, did it happen? No, happen? I would like Does I'll see the needle go in. Absolutely. I'll be like, Okay, okay. And then I'll like look away and then just I'll kinda watch. like count down in my head. I'm like, I watch okay, the whole thing. they're doing blood or they're giving me a shot. <laughs> so anyway. uh so this kid climbs into yeah. the gorilla paddock and uh one could say and this is a fair assessment that uh the kid shouldn't be able to climb into the yeah, gorilla paddock. Absolutely. However, if you know people don't want to see animals in cages, yeah, people want to be able, the animals to look like they're in their natural, natural habitat. Right. And any, I don't, you can if you want to throw yourself on the tracks of Space Mountain, you can do it. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to head to the zoo right now, I don't care what zoo it is, and mm-hmm. make your way into any 
paddock, yeah. you can. Yeah. Like you can climb, you can, you know, there's there's a way in. If mm-hmm. you're determined, you're going to make your way in. Um, if you like to try and to say there should be a better barrier over freeways, you can scale that fence over a bridge and jump onto the freeway. Like, so to put up, to say that there should be a better barrier is kind of or a, different a, barrier, a stupid like, thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, if there's plenty barrier- of people haven't managed to get in with, with the gorilla. This kid did. This kid was right. determined. So I don't believe it's the zoo's fault, although there is, I mean, this goes, yeah, like apples to oranges or what we were just talking about. On one hand, the zoo should, but on the other hand, people come to zoos and think that they're going to amusement parks and, you know, this is a dangerous place. There's real animals here and, and they're controlled. And and like you just said, it's like, you never know what they're, you never know what you're going to get by any animal at any given time anyway. Right. But these, you know, these people like your wife and everything are controlling these animals as much as they can. Right. So even like the kid gets in somehow animals can possibly get out. You know, we've you seen know. animals yeah. get out. They, I mean, Owls, the gorilla yeah. got out at the Los yeah. Angeles zoo, like, I don't know, five, six years ago, yeah. maybe longer than that. Seven, eight years ago. There, um, where there's a will, there's a way. And it's just, yeah, like, yeah. And, the, and this, yeah, this is an amusement park. This isn't a fake. This isn't Chuck E. Cheese, fake animals. This is a real fucking huge gorilla where, you know, look at the video, look at the, you know, and it's like, it is horrifying because you're like, you see this big thing and this little tiny little kid, you know, comes out you're like, how the fuck did the kid get in? You're like, well, anybody can get in because it's like, it's not a fucking jail, you know, where, you know, this poor girl right. isn't, you know, locked in. Now, also in mom's defense, like, you know, she has a reasonable assemblance that she can turn her back at her yeah. ki- on her kid at a zoo. Yeah. It's not like she's, you know, walking down, you know, Grand Street in Los Angeles. I mean, she's in a enclosed facility with a lot of families and, you know, the chances of her kid being abducted at a zoo, really small. Um, so I don't necessarily, I don't completely fault her that she mm-hmm. had her back turned. Yeah. The kid could move very quickly. It's a series of just really fucked up events. Horrifying. The two things that I want to say about it. One is if you take your kid to the supermarket and he picks up a jar of jelly and throws it on the ground, your responsibility to pay for that jar of jelly. So should you be able to turn your back on your kid? Yeah, but you're still responsible for your kid. Yeah. When your kid turns 16 and gets a driver's license and takes your car for the first time and leaves the house, you're still responsible for (laughs) your kid, even though you can't see them. So while this is a series of unfortunate events that happened to this gorilla, I think she should pay for the gorilla. Yeah. I think she's responsible for what happened in this gorilla. I think the family is 100%. In addition to that, what a lot of people aren't also are not even talking about, I don't hear it talked about at all. There is a poor keeper out there who had to take a gun out and yeah. shoot one of the animals that they absolutely love. Yeah. Now think about taking a gun out and shooting your dog who's perfectly healthy. Yeah. A a baby, a dog that's 3 years old, perfectly yeah. healthy, and you're taking out a gun and you're sizing up the dog and shooting it. And think about what that would fucking do to you. Yeah. So it's not only she's not only responsible for the death of this gorilla, but for what it did to that person right. that had to shoot the gorilla, yeah. what it's done to people for the loss of the gorilla, right. I mean, I don't know that there's any way that this woman can repay no. what she's done. Yeah. 
but she's without a doubt responsible. Yeah. Sad part is, is she's probably going to end up with a check. The zoo is probably going to end up having right. to pay. And not only will she not have to be responsible for this, she'll be rewarded for her irresponsibility. Right. Now, something else that occurred that's similar to the Brock case and journalism, a uh, reporter with the Daily Mail looked into the father of this kid and his criminal history right. and reported its the father's criminal history. And... That a we don't even know if the father was at the zoo that day. He wasn't. Okay, I no. I did. I still don't know. I didn't look it up. But if you say he wasn't, he wasn't. But so what? Who cares what the father's criminal history is? That is, you know. And then we find out, of course, and this also relates to the Brock thing. They're black. Yeah. Brock is white. Gets you know Nothing. six months in county jail. Mm-hmm. You know, raped a white girl, and he gets six months in county jail. If if Brock were, as we said, touched on earlier, any other race, this wouldn't be. You wouldn't be posting his swim times. You would be posting what you what know, did, yeah, his criminal record, which is what they did with this and the, guy. And the judge would not have said the things that he did, and he would not have. Despite this father having hands. nothing but photos of like him hugging his kids and family on yeah. Facebook, no, we're we're not going to report the father's awesome swim times. We're going to report the father's criminal activity. Right. Because that has something to do with the four-year-old. And this isn't a. This was brought to my attention because a, a journalist with, the, I think, the New York Post or New York Times did an article about how horrible this was mm-hmm. that this person was bringing this to light, and that when those guys went into the tiger paddock in San Francisco, or when the uh, woman's uh, kid fell in with a gorilla in Kansas City. We never knew their criminal history. It was never brought up with any animal attack that has ever happened. But now all of a sudden it's being brought up. Why? Because he's black. Yep. I mean, usually I like to, you know, say, no, come on. And I like to give the benefit of the doubt, but I really can't in this case. This is just fucked up. He wasn't even there. That's the other thing. It's like, no matter what the skin tone is, that it was the mom that was there. Right. It's the mom's responsibility. Yeah. The skin tone. So. no, no, no. But that's the thing. It's just like, then all of a sudden it's like, well, the dad wasn't there. You're like, okay. And the dad's black. Uh, okay. What does that have anything? And the dad has criminal activity. Okay. Who cares? Was he even there? Was it, has it anything the to do The only criminal activity that I would want to know is. Did is, the four-year-old, you know, hold up a fucking liquor store? No. No. The four-year-old if, walked if in. If he has a history mom, of causing slip and fall insurance yeah, claims. Exactly, yeah. Then, you know then that's fake. relevant. Right. <laughs> then all of a sudden, then I'm the like, kid just like followed his dad. Oh, goes, oh right, yeah, right. There was, a, hey, hey, buddy, here, why don't, uh, why don't make... you go climb in that yeah. paddock? Then, then yeah. all of a sudden, shit's relevant. But, yeah. but skin tone and all this other nonsense. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I can't say that it's all the media because it was the New York Post or the New York Times, whatever, that brought to the attention that no, how Fox vile no, this Fox was. News brought it to the next day. They talked about. They it probably reported it, but it was. The, I think it was no, the Daily morning, Mail. That you know the morning show where the three fucking idiots talk, right? Whatever that is. They they brought it up because they brought up the video. So like they they had a picture of him in a car, and they're like, "Oh, this is what the black father was doing at the time his child, you know, had this gorilla shot." And you're like, "So if he was a white father, they wouldn't have had this picture or yeah. this tone." You know, you just sit there and you're like, "This is you know, it's a bunch of horseshit." You know, so. something else that's bothering me racially, as we're now kind of leaning on the racial thing, <laughs> racial thing. Over Memorial Weekend, uh, uh, History Channel played uh, Roots, 
they remade the roots. The remade, movie. Yeah. yeah, they made yeah. a new version of Roots. Oh, it's like reason? six parts. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Well, on one hand, I thought, oh, that's an old movie that probably could be remade. But on the other hand, I I looked at it and I was like, how come every movie starring black people is about slavery? Yeah, like yeah, 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 I again, watched. It's now, it's now getting into that circular thing. You know, it's all. It, Every movie, it's either uh, what's his name dressing up like an old grandmother woman, Tyler Perry or whatever, or slavery, and there's almost nothing in between. I can't think of the name of the movie. I watched there. There was a recent movie. Uh, well, the TV show. There's a TV show right now on uh, WGN or whatever um, about slavery. Uh, about the, uh, the 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 train. You know the. Um. I can't even remember who's in it. I mean, some big people are in it, too. And it's like, you know, it's gotten good reviews, and it's this, that, and the other. But you just sit there, and you're like, okay. No, there was a, okay, there was a horror movie recently oh. that uh, starred uh, a, a black woman and a black guy, and she's home alone, and uh, he terrorizes her. Oh, No Good Deed. That's No Good Deed, yeah. yeah. Okay, I watched No Good Deed. Good, Idris. Good movie. Yeah, good fucking movie. And here is the quote unquote bad guy. And uh, yeah, and here was a movie the entire time where it was like, okay, this is easily a white script. Like they just cast black people in it, and it and was a fantastic movie. Uh, I don't know how well it did box office wise. It did pretty good, but it really bugged me when I was looking at the at Roots. And there's another, as we were just talking about, there's another uh, uh, movie coming that's coming on about slavery as well and i was like if every movie we can we every movie that gets churned out that stars black people you know just reiterates their you know slavery and their conquest which are good stories i mean no that's the whole thing it's it's watching 12 years of slave and they're good stories but come on i mean There's there are other things that can be shown. Yeah, and, I, and there's I mean, a million and two uh, stories that can Zoe, be shown. who is black, who's uh, become you know well known actress now from Avatar. She's done a bunch of other things. You know that is a fantastic example of like. Although I think she's done her fair share of slavery stories, and maybe you just, well, she's blue in Avatar and she's green in Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh, maybe you just feel really like you owe it to your culture and your heritage to you know do those types of stories and play homage i, I don't know yeah. it, it just um yeah it's yeah. really no. it, i it's mean just, quentin it, did, tw- did django unchanged what unchained what i which i thought was a badass version of you know the whole slavery situation uh but then um uh hateful eight uh has uh samuel jackson in it and Samuel Jackson is not playing the stereotypical like slave, right. you know. Uh, even though I, I think they do refer to him as the N word uh, a couple of times, which he just lets roll off his back. But he's a he's a bounty hunter, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, and this is going around in Hollywood as far as the whitewashing of Hollywood, and you know, it's I mean, it's all just a problem the way that. Everything, it's all a fucking problem. Yeah, because like when set. other countries look at us, yeah. the, the way that we look at the Muslims and look at everybody else who the Chinese that we claim are causing us problems, they look at us. This is the shit they see, right. and this is the impression they get. Yeah. And when Trump gets up there and says we're going to build a wall because all those Mexicans are raping us, this is this is the opinion that people think yeah, of America. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It is kind of funny. Like uh, 
in in when uh, you know Mexicans or South Americans make movies, it's always about drugs or Chavez. You mean when they're an American movie? When they whatever whatever yeah. kind of movie, it's like all of a sudden it's just like oh we're gonna make another movie about this, and you're like uh, okay, so there's not right. any, there's no other stories about American heritage, uh, Mexican heritage, or Brazilian heritage, or whatever country down there, or what you've done in North America. You know, there's no story that you want to, you know, do here, but you're going to do another drug story because that's what you need to, you know, throw out there. Or you need to do another, you know, we're standing up against the man story. You're like, no, there's a million great stories about down there. Why aren't you making those? And you're just like, well, financially, you're like, no, not financially. Make these movies and make people see them. You know, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The weird you know, thing. Like, yet again, like right, you said, what you're saying is like right now on television, WGN, which is, I guess, I guess national now, even though I think they're out of Chicago or whatever, they have a show about slavery. Roots is remade about slavery. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, so I guess black people haven't done anything else, mm-hmm. let alone the baseball barrier, the basketball barrier. We have a black president. That That's a pretty good movie right there, considering there's, mm-hmm. you know, 300 years of history in our country, and we finally put a person in the White House mm-hmm. who was black. These are great. These are great stories. These are good stories. These are stories that need to be told. No, let's do. Let's make you know, like you said, and it's six part, so it was great. And a lot of people were working, and it's a big budget. You know, this is probably a couple hundred million dollars went into that thing, or hundred, you know, whatever. And you're like, I don't know that's if that great. Much went in, but... right? But you're like, that's great and all. But at the same time, there are thousands of stories out there that can be told. And at the same time, like you're saying, it's just like uh, Deborah and I just watched uh, The Martian again. It was on. Uh-huh. And we watch it. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Every single time they go to uh, NASA, all the NASA thing, and you see one person of color, you just sit there and you're like, Ridley, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this doesn't make sense. Is there a dead pixel on my screen? Because you're just like, I've been to Houston. Right. A lot of color. I've been to Huntsville, Alabama recently. Right. A lot of color. All of a sudden, there's only one black guy and one Asian dude. That's it. There's one black guy. You know, over here, and one Asian guy, you know, building this stuff, you know, that's in charge. And it's just like, okay, then this black kid. Comes Isn't up the reality of it is that it's all uh, Asian people and there's one white person? Well, no, but it's like, but no, but it's an international, you know, it's an I international know, know. system. Yeah. So you like, you walk in, you're like, yeah, they're white people, but there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot. Like, if you go to Houston, you know, or even Florida, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, there's like three or 400,000 people work for NASA in between Houston and Florida, but they're all white. You're mm-hmm. just like, Dude, I mean, I love I love his movies, Look, but it's just like this is fucking ridiculous. Where you're like, you know, the the wannabe Kristen Wiig, you know, little girl in the movie, that could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Why on God's green earth is it a blonde with fake glasses? It doesn't even those were fake fake glasses, and they bleached her hair blonde in the movie because it's not even. You just sit there and you're like, Wait, really? You, you know what? what? Fuck? I made a feature film and it has a predominantly white cast. So I, I'm, but at the same time, I'm it, no better. And no, I, no, no, no. But and no. I remember, and we, we discussed this because yeah. we have an Asian midget or an Asian little person and our UPS driver is black, but our leads in the movie are all, you know, as white as driven snow. Um, and when we were casting the movie, we did talk about, you know, whether or not that we should have multiple races in it. And I wasn't completely like I wasn't like against right. going. No, we're not going to do that. But as people came in and read, and we started assembling a cast, it just seemed 
it felt natural that, well, you know, Zach is white and, you know, David's probably going to be white as well. And David's helper is going to be white. And the girls, you know, that, that they're interested are going to be white and everybody, you know, I mean, predominantly the cast is white and this happens in movies today. Now, of course I was not making a period piece about, another race and casting, you know, a white person right. in that of, you know, an Indian or something or an Asian person or whatever. Um, but you, but what you made was a fun little comedy about a group of friends. But it's still like and, and no good deed. I mean, I could have assembled a black cast or a Mexican cast. Right. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. It would have then become a Mexican movie or a black movie and wouldn't have reached the as why may not have reached as wide of an audience as it did, it or might have reached a wider a, a, a audience, different audience, right? Yeah. And this is this is the catch to it, right? Um, you you turn on uh, or you, you uh, Passion of the Christ, very niche film, reached an enormous audience. Yeah, broke out of that niche. I went and saw it. Right. I don't believe in God at all, right. but I went and saw that movie. Um, so there. I, recently, I told you about a movie called First Nights. Yeah. Uh, and I had praised that because it had just a melting pot of a cast. Uh, re- just recently I watched, I rewatched it in the theater, but I watched The Force Awakens, melting pot of a cast, um, which is fantastic. Uh, although I guess what its leads, well, aside from Finn, its leads are all white, right? <laughs> aside from the ones from different mm-hmm. planets. Anywho, uh, the other show that has a melting pot of uh, people, or at least... Seems to have a melting pot of people. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I'm, assuming, all over the place. I'm assuming you're caught up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were yeah. you happy with last oh, Sunday's God, yeah. episode? I mean, I'm, I'm happy with their... I mean, it was it was definitely a bridge. It was their, their bridge show. Yeah. Because was, now they're talking about, like, the next three or, you know, the battle. You know, the battles are supposed to yeah, like, nothing, you know, start. Nothing huge happened from it. Well, but at the same time, it's... it it. I think it helps stories. It helped, you know, yeah, clarify yeah. things. It and it connects things. You know, yeah. it definitely... What they, you know, every show does it. It's like, you know, we talked about Walking Dead. Every show does it. This isn't necessarily a throwaway show, but it definitely was a bridge. So where it's like, okay, we're going to answer some questions. It's going to be kind of cool, but there's no Hodor. There's no yeah. oomph to it. Have you seen? No, you know, there's nothing that's going to, oh shit, we got to watch next week. Have you seen the Hodor door stops? Doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're out there, yeah. They're making little Hodor. He's a little figure of Hodor holding the door back with a little wedge that goes yeah. into the door. Stuff. You're terrible. It's awesome. Um, Those yeah. are awesome. You notice what um, kind of still is a show. Did you see like the little snippet at the end? What about it? George Martin, that's what he said. He's like, visually, I see a main character. That's how they, he gets his name. And the guys that wrote the show, like wrote for HBO or whatever, yeah. were like freaked out. And they're like, ooh. That was like one of like the main things that he wanted to see, George Martin. What, Hodor? Hodor dying. Oh, like the way he died. Um, the other show I'm sure you're watching, uh, Preacher. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, oh I'm, really? Because yeah. like I want to, I want to. That's the kind of shows like I really want to watch. But I'm so used to binge watching. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm like, I'll give it like three or four weeks, and then we can just boom, fast forward. You know, Are just, you so you're recording them on your yeah. DVR? Yeah. Okay, I did the same thing. Yeah. I the two so episodes, two episodes now. So, yeah, yeah, because there was a two week lapse between the episode yeah. one and episode two. Now episode one is an hour and a half. Yeah. Episode two is like an hour, five minutes. Yeah, it's like an hour and five or an yeah, hour weird, nine or you know, weird thing weird like that. Yeah. So in over two nights, we watched two and a half hours of it. Um, I won't spoil anything for you, <laughs> but 
I think you should go three or four episodes before starting to watch it because um, in that first hour and a half, yeah. you have no idea what the Absolutely. fuck is happening. Right, yeah. The second hour starts to, the second episode starts to fill in some gaps mm -hmm. and you get an idea of what might be going on. I mean, the first hour and a half, you have no fucking idea right. what's going on. Um, you're sitting there trying to figure out who these people are and what's, yeah. Yeah, but not only that, right. there's a point where you're like, is this is this the preacher? Are we in a different time? Right. And the preacher is now somebody else or like, are we in the future? Are we in the past? What's going on here? And, and then you started putting together, Oh no, 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 no. That's a different character. Like, cause you're trying to figure out who the preacher is. And right. so episode two starts to put some things together. But the weird thing is, is even though I understand the background of some of these characters now, I still feel like I have no idea what's right. going on. And I'm really at a point where I could not I could not watch the show. I could stop today. Not because it's bad, not because it's like Fear the Walking Dead bad, Ooh. but because it just hasn't hooked me. Like I'm mm. not I'm not sitting here going, I gotta see what's gonna happen to these people. Mm. I'm really in this state of like, who the fuck are all these people yeah. and why the fuck do I care? And will someone do something that makes me like them? Yeah. Um which supposedly that's like the I never read any of the comics or whatever, but even the comics are pretty rough. I, like, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, mean, I'll let, I think I'm going to probably let the DVR run for another couple of weeks and then binge like another yeah. two or three instead of just watching it next Sunday. I just want to watch like four shows sure. and see if I'm into it. But like I'm so used to like the binge. I'm so used to the Netflix and like that world now where it's like unless it's Game of Thrones or um Shit's Creek, which is about the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, or like Walking Dead, you know, those kind of things. It's like, I'll watch, you know, the night of. Have you ever seen Shit's Creek? No. You have to watch Shit's Creek. What is it on? Eugene Levy. It's a. Uh, is it on Netflix or? I think it's on Netflix now hmm. or Amazon, one of the two. But it's, is it, uh, it's, is it, it a complete series or is it just a yeah, season? It's or? a comedy. It's him and his son uh, wrote and produced and you know, co direct. And hmm. it's uh, Catherine O'Hara is the mom. Hmm absolutely the funniest show i've ever and we kind of stumbled upon it too deborah like just like saw it and like oh she's in it we, we you know she's like oh i love her oh and eugene levy okay let's watch we watched two and i swear to god we had to go like the the second way i actually had to go watch rewind it and watch it again because mm. we were both laughing so hard and i'm like that's mm. pretty good for a tv show for you know comedy yeah all right i'll look yeah. it up um, other other TV that's out that happened this past week. Did you see America's Got Talent? The old no, man. I don't watch the. I mean, I, I, did you, you know, see the old man yeah, singing yeah. when the bodies hit the floor? Yeah. The video of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, pretty it's everywhere. Awesome. People are like sending it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I hated the song the first time I heard it. And I hated you. It. Hate that song? Horrible Why the song. fuck do you hate that song? What's wrong with you? It's a horrible song. Why is that a horrible song? It's. Have you seen the Iraqi video with uh, when we were in Iraq at war and we were killing all the fucking. Saudis and someone cut to that song when the bodies hit the floor. It's a horrible watch. It's like watch, it's a horrible song. It's like watching faces it's, of it's death. Very, it's but, very over it. I don't like the song. I never liked the group, and it's just more heroin and overdoses and death. Hmm. So it's just really sad. What's the name of the group? Drowning Pool. Uh, yeah, I was thinking last night when I was watching uh, like Alice in Chains. Talent. You know, just like these kind of bands. It's like yeah, they got some great riffs and great song. Oh, and someone's dead. And you're just like, guys, stop with the fucking heroin. Stop with the drugs. 
stop with the fucking alcohol abuse. It just oh, you mean did someone in in Drowning Pool the die? singer fucking died or like the bait? You know, one of the guys. Oh, wrote really? The, the guy oh. that wrote that song died. He's dead. You know, well, he's Prince gone. just died of drugs. Like they, this is what these people do. They do drugs. Bunch of fucking did druggies. Prince sit there and talk about the drugs. That music. They're a no. bunch of druggies. Right. Did Prince. They're a bunch about- of rapists and druggies. We need to stop that rock and roll. No dancing in this city. Pretty much. <laughs> Did Prince sit there and talk about the drugs and alcohol? Uh, no, he talked a lot about pussy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's what I remember. It's, it's about dancing and the female anatomy. Uh, anatomy. Um, anyway, I'm not. Uh, I'm not into. I'm not into like the drug culture stuff. And and even like going back, it's like rethinking. It's like I love the Doors, but even rethinking that shit, you're just like, God, this is some brilliant shit. But unfortunately, he was on drugs, and all he does is talk about his drugs. See, I don't. So I don't like any of that shit. I. I, I know the words to songs. I sing songs. I yeah. have no idea what the songs no, of are about. Not. Yeah, a lot uh, of people are like that. Uh, Deanna, Deanna oftentimes is like, this song is so sad. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, it's about, you know, this woman who yeah. gets raped and has the baby and <laughs> leaves it on the doorstep. I'm like, really? What? <laughs> yeah. I about, was dancing to that song in my car. It's a nice yeah. song. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And uh, coming from an ex-DJ, that's kind of sad. But, yeah, I never, I, I just... So we're gonna play a good song today. I either like music or I don't like music. Even though it's all about it's... rape and death and destruction. But yeah. no. Um, um but again, that's you know, a lot of people like the song, a lot of people still like that style of music and Well I was thinking last night when uh, I had watched it, uh, Bodies at the Floor, I the song that came to mind, I was like, This is there who let the dogs out. Yeah. Like you just need one song. That's it. Like uh They're still touring. They're on tour right now. What is it? Uh and and is it Andrew WK? Yeah, let's party. Um, let's party. <laughs> He's got like three songs on that album. That's all he needs. They're going to be played. Re- the guy has two records. Every hockey game ever. <laughs> yeah, but two records. <laughs> you just sit there and you're like, okay, the guy is strange looking and all he wants to do is party. And he wrote an entire CD about partying. That's it. That's it. Just and partying. The, and the second CD, he started like actually doing real things. Didn't sell twelve records. No, because really. he's like not talking about alcohol abuse right. and going out. You and just need fun. that one song. So yeah, it's it is it is funny. Uh, Don't fear the reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Not another about fucking s- thing they've ever sung is worth a shit. Yeah, but like a song about suicide, and nobody even knows about is that the whole song is about suicide. Don't fear the reapers about suicide. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know. What's what's the? It's, a, it's the scream soundtrack, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Vince, I, I do not pay attention to the words unless That's they're great. somebody say, "Hey, we want some pussy." Unless it's that obvious, I have no idea. And what actually, that song. No, I'm just <laughs> actually, that song is about that song is actually about the genocide yeah. of the no Peruvian uh, people. And like, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not like a nut when it comes to lyrics. It's just like certain songs. Just you're like, really? That's on the radio? Like, wow. And it's, and again, it comes down to people. People have sent me that video thinking that, you know, oh, you're going to like this or you like that song. It's like, no, I like metal. I don't like the that kind of rock. I know a lot of people do. That's perfectly well, it, fine. Well, you're wrong, though, because it oh, has it, it has nothing to do with liking that song. Oh, no, no, it's no, It's no, the no, amusement no. that this 78-year-old, yeah. no, like 82, 82, 82, this 82-year-old uh, NASA than, engineer, sings it better than the Navy pilot, is singing metal no. at... 
uh, on karaoke. Now, if this guy comes back and does another song, he's not going to do a drowning pool song. He's going to do some other metal song. That's the amusement. He's singing covers, but it's an 82 year old. So that's why I think that people think that you would like it, not because you like the song, but, um, I think that, uh, you would be happy to be 82 and screaming a song oh, like that yeah. on a cruise ship. Oh, hell yeah. So the video should resonate well with you. You should like it. No, 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 no. Th- what, th- that part of it, yes, I do enjoy. Yeah. But then everybody's going crazy about like what song he chose. I'm like, oh, come on. there's a million songs out there. Are there a million songs that are yes. that popular? No, come on, really? I would think that he would uh, the next, he'd have to sing something by Korn. That would mm-hmm. still be popular enough, mm-hmm. uh, but but be hardcore well, metal, popular he hardcore can, he metal. You can do Adidas just for you. Adidas. All day I dream about sex. Yeah, Adidas. that's that's a Run corn. DMC song. No, it's corn. Corn does Adidas. Jesus Christ. Yeah. D- DJ. Not D- anymore. I've been DJ for a long time. Uh, Don't so. Know nothing. So uh, so, what else is going on? What what you got going on, or what's new with you? Got conventions up the yin yang coming up, so it's uh it's business uh, full force right now. So yeah, how was the last few con- conventions? Uh, the last one was good down in San Diego. I sold uh, a lot of metal, which was nice. I did pretty good. I made about x amount of money in the day, and I was very very happy. I'm not gonna say how much, but I did. You made more money than the booth cost you and the trip cost. Oh you. yeah, oh that's good. So, yeah, it's good. So we got. Uh, so this is turning into a viable business. Oh yeah, for it's you. actually. I mean, it's a it's a business. I mean, we actually have business cards and you know banner and cool. You know, it's all professional. You're now. making it work, man. But uh, Fullerton, California, Long Beach, California, and Ventura, California, all the next. Uh, and what are these? Are they horror? Are they metal? Are um, they what, what are these different things? One is Abracadaver, which they make props. It's an actual prop company, mm-hmm. and once a year they. Obviously, this time of year, they're getting rid of everything that didn't sell mm-hmm. from last year. So it's one of these, like, let's get rid, you know, open up the warehouse sale. And then all of a sudden, like, the last, like, I don't know, two or three years ago, they're like, why don't we get vendors? Why don't what we? Do you, you bring out a pup tent? Yeah. Pop tent? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, why don't we get vendors in here? And they Is can that sell your, you have a pop tent? Yeah. I'm assuming. We okay. actually have a tent. All right. And a uh, grid wall and, like, the whole bit. So uh, set up in the parking lot and sell our wares and they sell, you know, their shit. Um, then at the end of July, uh, obviously I'll be talking way more about this. Um, it's a big convention in Long Beach, like big as in five or 6,000 people, you know, they got world renowned, famous artists going and mm-hmm. actors and movies. And there's all sorts of crazy shit going on there. Midsummer scream. Oh yeah. Which is going to be you posted on Facebook, yeah, which is going to be, uh, it's, it, I, I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, it kind of you have like that general sense, like because it's the first time they're doing it, so you never really know. But at the same time, they're really bringing out the big guns. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of big companies are going, um, like a, you know, like a not not scary farm people will be there. Magic Mountain Fright Fest they'll be there. Disneyland people will be there. Um, big huge vendors. I mean, like you know, big vendors from around the world. You know, selling shit. And uh, actors and all, you know, like the, what you know, what you normally do in a in a monster, con, you know, Halloween convention. But then they are smart that they're adding in actual business side of things too. So it's uh, getting our name out there. It's you know, it was an easy sell for us. We're like, hell yeah, we got to do it. Yeah, got to have a booth. Got to get our name out there. And this is the place to do it on the West Coast. So 
Uh, the other ones are kind of just for fun. The one in Ventura, God only knows. I mean, who cares? It's 100 bucks for the day in Ventura. You know, why mm-hmm. not? You're at the beach. So I don't even, I'm like, hey, we sold a couple hundred bucks. We sold a couple of hundred bucks, and we have fun at the beach. I don't really care. Is it on the beach? It's in Ventura Theater, the oh. actual majestic Ventura Theater. Um, the guy who runs the place, he has his own website, and he was just like, hey, let's let's do this thing. And then uh, it's a little pricey, for again, for the first event. Um, could have been a little lower, but then who cares? Again, it's like it's $100 for us, for, you know, vendors. You know, five, six hundred people, a thousand people, hopefully, throughout the day. You know, we can make some money and, again, pass out the business cards, get our name out there. So, uh, I live in Santa Cruz, California, a retail store right now. It's anywhere from 150 to $600 per square foot retail. So, <laughs> we're not having an actual physical store. So, these are the kind of events that we have to do. Like, we can't afford a store. I mean, we can't afford $5,000 a month for a retail store. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's, where, it's not $600 a square foot. <laughs> well, no, no, there's some places that are. are. I mean, well, there's always going to be some place that is. Rodale Drive is ridiculously expensive, but, but um, you should be able to find a thousand square foot for, you know, two, three, three thousand a month, which is two to three dollars a square foot. Plus oh, there's everything plus. else that That's goes I mean. with the business. I, mean, I know. Yeah. I used to have a retail yeah. store. Um, um, so again, it's just like that could happen. It's a, probably not going to happen in Santa Cruz. I would, we might I would highly it. advise that you do not open no. a retail store. I don't. We, we don't want to. I mean, that's the thing. That's like where these conventions, you sit there and you're just like, we have to justify money sometimes. Out in Santa Clarita was a comic book store. It's gone. Yeah, there's I, two now. There's two tiny ones. What was it? Something room. like Beyond Sound or Out Beyond? I, I want to say it was on McClay over by the Jack or. Over by the Jack in a Box. Um, One of them is gone, and uh, there's only two that I know of, and they're literally about the size of the room that we're in right now. They're really small. Yeah. Um, so these kind of these kind of things pop up, and you know, you know, they come and go. It's it's a people say it's a fad or whatever, but it's like every five years, boom, comics is huge. You know, uh, baseball cards. Holy shit! All of a sudden, Brave New World. Brave New World. Yeah. yeah. Are they still in business? I'm not out there. It shows that they are. Are they in Um, But I don't. I mean, it could be closed. Think. It says that it's open tonight until eight. No, oh, I don't know. On Lions. Um, oh no, no, that's the one. That that's the one that's still there. They're there, but there's another one. Anyway, no, but like, I they, mean, but these kind of places come and go, and like what we actually are trying to sell, you know, by creating, you know creepy dolls and monster kind of shit you know it's like it's great to have like a where you know have a store but then you know people aren't gonna you know they'd much rather go online or go to a convention yeah. to see a lot of variation right of at stuff. a convention it's an Ill- impulse buy uh, online you know it, it's something that someone searches out yeah uh opening a store yeah, and hoping yeah that someone is going to come in. Yeah, it very, doesn't very work. Difficult, very scary. The Especially only way it makes costs, sense for you prices. is, uh, if your inventory becomes so big yeah. that you need a warehouse anyway. Yeah. And if a warehouse space is going to cost you a thousand a month and you can get a shitty warehouse space that has a storefront for 1200 a month, Do then it. you might as well right. for the extra 200 bucks, you yeah. might as well have some sort of storefront. That's, store that things. might happen sometime in the future, but like right now it's, Getting our name out there, getting, you know, the web store, you know, the website out. Um, but, yeah, just kind of hitting up the convention. What is the website? Play, playbyfear.com. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Play you want to get it out there? Yeah, of course. Um, playbyfear.com. Um, 
but yeah, just getting the name out there, just like anybody, just getting the name out there because there's a lot of great vendors. There's a lot of great companies just right here in the San Fernando right. Valley right. that don't have physical stores. You know, that's kind of yeah, no, I... you know, because if you really think about it, when it comes to this culture that I'm a part of for the last thirty or forty years uh, of these horror conventions, there's only more of them. You know, it used to be like there was like right. just one or two, maybe. And it was always like a month or so before Halloween. Now it's just like, fuck, you're round. You know, like right now as we speak, I know that there's three mm-hmm. in this country this weekend. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Comic-Con, Harry you know, Potter, Twilight, Walking Dead has all yeah. created this. I mean. Well, like, the, that's the thing. Like with comic books or, or baseball cards, every five or ten years, there's a new story. There's a new storyline. Right. You know, but the, the boys and girls that were, you know, ten years old watching Twilight are now. 18 years old, right. 17 years old. And, and they're they watching older, right. They're watching the walking all the, dead. And then all of a sudden so, walking dead gets, all it, of a sudden we had uh, two, 2 million new viewers, the hunger games, the maze runner, all of these, you know, darker stories. Uh, the Harry Potter generation is, you know, a decade older. Did you see, I don't know. Cause I mean, I, I'm on Facebook all the time. Harry Potter turned 20. Yeah. This, see this month. So, so, so the very then first, the first one first is over 10 years, 20 old. years ago. So oh, I'm really? Not, 20 years old. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, no, but it took that long for it to hit in Europe and then really to make that wave here in Asia. The staggering thing is, is when you when you look up uh, the baby on the cover of the Nirvana album. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, I'm fucking old. Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, every, every, but like right now, Gremlins turn, you know, Gremlins and Goonies both turned 31 this week. And you're just uh. like, Jesus Christ, like way more gray hair. Because I'm like, those are, that's my child and I still watch those movies. Yeah. But then I'm like, Jesus, I'm 45, and I'm like. Speaking uh, of those movies, here's yeah. something we can talk about momentarily. Uh-oh. There are no fucking movies for this generation. No. Now maybe, yeah. maybe that's what Twilight and Hunger Games that's are supposed attach, to be. That's what they but, attach themselves to. But that's, I mean, there are no Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There's I mean, no the, the most recent thing that we had was super bad. But that does, I mean, and, and I that was already ten years ago. <laughs> I can easily talk about the 80s and go Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, Fast Time, 16 Candles, all of these movies, you know, then you as you start to get older in the 90s, is dazed and confused. I guess we just had the uh, the tape, uh, what, it's got the cassette name or something doing it in the title, there's, but it, there's a, a new or, Oh, anyway. the Dazed and Confused. The, the dazed and Confused Part 2, yeah. whatever sort of thing. But, and there are, so there are a couple of movies that do exist, and now... I, I can't speak to it as much, but if you go to the seventies, Easy Rider, and there are plenty of movies about the seventies culture. Yeah. The sixties, I mean, there's wannabe movies about their culture because uh, the sixties, so the, 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 so weird. The fifty, well, but the fifties and sixties, what you see on TV and movies isn't what was really happening. It's more so what what's really happening disguised in what we want you to think is happening. Right. Like Ricky and Lucy sleeping in two separate beds. That wasn't a right. thing. No. Um, I love Lucy. I love Lucy. Yeah. So, uh, it, but there were still these movies that were representative. You Elvis Presley movies were about a culture and, yeah. you know, kids, even though 
they avoided the top topic of sex directly and made it but look it was like there was related. Yeah. It was all sex related. Yeah. Made it look like Where it was a lot of innocent no, fun and kissing. Beach looking guys. Yeah. You're beach blanket beach bingo. Girls. Yeah. So <laughs> what was really happening was hidden in what they wanted it. What they wanted it to look like it was happening. As you got into the seventies, you started to see what was just really happening. Um, and in the eighties, I mean, seventies got really raw. They took oh, yeah. away. They took away. Like the the facade, they took away. Filmmaking you know, the became, thing. and then all of a sudden it was like became an independent adventure. Yeah. It became cheaper. You know, you could grab a eight millimeter bullet and to run get out, late. and they uh, they yeah. would show it in the set. Yeah, absolutely. You know, where it was like this, like you said, fifties and sixties. It was just like, oh, we're gonna go have fun. So movies today, and then the eighties, it kind of went back to like that. You know, there was a blanket up, kind of like there was like a you know there was something there, but it made it fun. You're like, this is the eighties. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you go to high school, you got the alcoholics, you got the, the drug addicts, you got the girls with the carrots learning how to give blowjobs. You know, you right. this is just this kind of reality, and then you sit there and you watch it, and you're like, yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, this is cool. But they're not beating it down your throat, and they're not Damone gets her it. pregnant, and then, yeah, you know. Yeah, they're not whitewashing it like the 50s or 60s, Drops and they're it. not raw like the 70s. But then the 90s, like you said, 90s, nothing. It was all dazed and confused is the nineties. There's yeah, a, but even then it's like when it came out, nobody saw like, that's one of those movies. Like it made $12 in the theater, but now everybody, you know, it's, it's a cult movie after the fact, like nobody saw that in the theater, but like super bad. And again, it wasn't about the nineties. Remember that's a seventies movie, which dazed and confused, right? That, that it was much of a seventies or eighties, right? You it's, know, it's a period kind of piece. Feel. Um, super bad. I feel like I mean I feel like super bad. It it's written by Seth and Evan, so it's clearly a movie about their childhood yeah. made in today's time. And I don't think super bad is representative of the culture, right? Even though kids of the time enjoyed it, maybe like uh, what was it like Twenty One and Over, um, which was kind of a party anthem movie. Uh, the movie that uh, where the Project X where they destroy the house tend to be a little more from, you know, speaking from that generation. Yeah. But the generation, like The Breakfast Club or, you know, simply Ferris Bueller taking a day off, doesn't make any fucking statement today. Like, Captain America's Civil War, Deadpool, good movies, they don't say anything about about kids today, about this generation. And I get that studios, there's no money in it for a studio to make that movie, yeah. which is probably why that movie isn't being made. I'm sure it's got to be written because yeah. millennials do nothing but stare at their computers and their tablets. So there's a few of them who are probably sitting there saying, I could write something um, and have well, probably write, written They write stuff. that and then they can't do anything with it and they write Deadpool and like all of a sudden they got $100 million. So, yeah. And then they go on to make just more Deadpool, Deadpool stuff, yeah. uh, which is fine. But I, I just kind of, I, I don't know. I, I've watched a lot of movies lately. Mm-hmm. I can't so much recount to you what most of them are because they're mostly just shit. Yeah. Um, and like I a, felt this way before, like you, the Oscar screeners saved me from a huge rut this past <laughs> year. Yeah. Because going into November when, you know, movies started showing up, I really was getting to a point where I was like, I fucking hate movies. Yeah, I haven't no, yeah. seen anything that I like. Yeah. There were two movies that had come about. One was, uh, I can't even fucking remember any of these yeah. movies' names. Um, 
What's the Earl movie? Earl. Uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. That's that, the. Uh, but no, but that right there, if you really watch it, that is kind of like the Breakfast Club type of thing, where that was like one of the best movies about high school. Yeah, I could see that as being time. a, a movie then, about a generation, although it's more about cancer. No, but I guess but, it could be about a generation. Well, no, but then, no, because it was like the group dealing with, which was great. Cancer was not out in front. But then the trailers made it look like a cancer movie mm-hmm. or a comedy. Like, they didn't even know how to really sell it. Where Breakfast Club was so easy to fucking sell back in the 80s, it was like, these five people are all busted. Done. I guess there was also there was this movie called Paper Towns, uh, which... Kind of hit. Yeah. It kind of hit. But, it, but again, it's, it's another one of those things where it's not Breakfast Club. It's not... It's not I, in, in 10 years, people will not talk about Paper Towns. In 10 years, people will still talk about Breakfast Club. You know, Breakfast Club will still be there. You know, 16 Candles for a 16-year-old girl. There is no movie for 16-year-old girls at all except 16 Candles. I wonder wonder in in 1960 how many people were saying, in 10 years, people are going to be talking about Jailhouse Rock. They're not going to be talking about... No, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But no, but it's just like, I mean, if you look look at 16 Candles, it's like how many movies are about a girl turning 16? And you're like, that's probably what Twilight hit upon was that, you know, the main character was a girl, you know, and she's in high school, you know, and she falls in love, you know, and then all the vampire and all the other stuff is, you know, just silliness. But it's at least something interesting for an audience, for a book audience or even for the movie. But then it's not like 16, can- you know, it's not 16 Candles, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm not going to sit there and watch Twilight you know, every couple of months or every couple of years because it's such a funny fucking movie and it's so interesting to watch. You know, it's like, you watch Twilight, I'm going to watch it once, which I have. I've seen it once and that was enough. Have you seen all of them? I might have, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I, again, it was just, just to see what the buzz is about kind of thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm certain movies, I'll see what the, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'll The first one, aside from the effects, wasn't a terrible story. No, 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 that, but that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean. That's what it, that's what it hit on. That young love, you know, it's a girl story, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, okay, this is kind of interesting. But, yeah, like you're saying, nothing's coming close to the 80s. Um, so you see, I was... You see these movies and it's just like, you you immediately, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, boom. 80s, you know, gold. You know, and uh, th- there isn't another Fast Times. There, is, there hasn't been another movie like that. No. Uh, mm... <sighs> no. <laughs> no, there hasn't. There definitely no, I mean, hasn't. There hasn't. But I feel like Clueless was Fast Times, was a polished Fast Times for a different generation. Much, and, di- much and from a girl's, it was a much different know, generation. The perspective, the it time. certainly didn't have the harshness of uh, getting pregnant and, you know, the guy. Yeah, her harshness dumping. was she was let off at a liquor store yeah. in North Hollywood. So, so I had gotten in this rut of, you know, and I thought just all movies sucked. And, there and was, I love Clueless. So don't get me wrong. I Clueless, love Clueless, Clueless too. Clueless, Clueless is, is a really, really movie. fun movie. And it's like if you watch that, there, there's you just sit there and you're like you're rooting for it. Like this can actually last for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one that actually is pretty close. Yeah. But uh, I had gotten in this rut and fucking hated everything. And then <laughs> um, I saw While We're Young. Ben Stiller movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? No. Fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, we talked about it before. Yeah, but it comes, he's a podcast, documentary but... filmmaker, and, uh, you know, I figured it probably just resonated with me because, you know, he's a filmmaker, I'm a filmmaker, I think I might fancy myself a filmmaker. Um, 
And uh, so that was a movie where I was like, all right, well, maybe movies are okay again. And then I saw this movie called uh, Overnight, um, which is uh, Overnight. the of? Overnight. Huh. Um, who's in it? The girl from Orange is the New Black is in it. Oh, okay. Uh, the Overnight. Yeah, yeah Adam Scott, uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black, uh, Jason Schwartzman. Um, I highly recommend watching overnight. Uh, the, the rough, the synopsis to it is it's, it's basically four people. One house is the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's a one room stage play, which, and, but it doesn't feel that way. Uh, the rough synopsis is, is, uh, a couple moves into silver Lake, uh, from another state and she works. Uh, he is a stay at home dad raising their kid. And he, he needs friends. They need friends. And they're out at the park and their kid starts playing with this other kid and they meet this other couple and they arrange a play date for the kids. And, and really it was a play date for the adults. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. What happens Great overnight point. that night? And uh, a ton of stuff just happens out of left field. Right. Like you just aren't prepared for what's going to happen and i don't mean like obviously the way to go here is sexually and and there is a a sex element that happens but the most bizarre Hmm. things come about that you're just like i didn't see that coming um that's always good it's always nice when you well written entertaining it was that was fantastic uh and then i saw this movie with owen wilson called no escape um which is a it could be considered a total popcorn movie, but is really a the family. His family is uh, oh, stuck. Okay, yeah, I uh, didn't see that, but I mean, I saw the commercials. Yeah, they're they're stuck in a foreign country right. and need to get out when his job or something. when yeah. civil unrest uh, occurs. They're trapped in a hotel and they need to get out. Uh, and it is a fucking edge of your seat, riveting fun time. And then I was just watching nothing but shit and shit. I'm like, nobody can make a fucking movie. And then the Oscar screeners showed up. And I was really just like, who gives a fuck? It's just I've never heard any of these goddamn movies. They fucking me, Earl, and the dying girl, and all this stuff shit. And there was a lot of good movies in there. And I was like, okay, maybe movies are good again. (laughs) And then now recently, I just keep watching shit after shit. I don't go to the theater. I literally yesterday was like, I think I'm going to cancel Netflix. I don't need well, weird. Like, we DVDs got, we got anymore. Net- yeah, we got Netflix again on like on the main TV. She has it like we, she has a, a workspace and she has it in there. But taking the box back and forth anyway. So we got a different uh, Blu-ray player which has Netflix, and we started watching it. I literally went through Netflix like to you know see what's on, what's new. Mm-hmm. Then went to the horror section, of course, my section, see what's in there. Two movies, two, mm-hmm. and then went to uh, documentaries, three. So I just sat there. I'm like. Again, it's very cheap. It's what ten dollars a month or whatever, and they supply a lot of stuff supposedly. But this is what occurred to me. But like lately. I just sat there, and I'm like, I haven't seen, I haven't been on Netflix in about three or four months, and there was five things, mm-hmm. five things that I kind of wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Where just a year ago, just one year ago, I would have been on Netflix for three fucking days, okay. like just just binge watching and just like, right. oh, there's forty four new horror movies. So now it costs like eight dollars a month whatever. to stream. Yeah. That is uh, eighty. You know, what is it? Uh, Ninety-six dollars a year. Right. Those five movies to buy on VOD are five dollars each. Right. That's twenty-five dollars. Right. No, that, that, that's and this saying. is my problem. When you say it's kind of cheap, I'm like, it's really oh, not. No, 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 no. I'm just and saying it's still kind of cheap. Where it's I'm like paying eight dollars right. a month to get a, a one DVD out at a time. 
which you know ends up being four DVDs a month, one a week. And if I go to Redbox, it's a dollar twenty or a dollar fifty a movie. Yeah. So that and almost every week it's six dollars a month one free. So yeah. right. So six dollars a month to get four movies out of Redbox, or it's eight dollars a month. That you might want to see. Right. They're like, oh, I'll go to Redbox and see if there's anything new. Right. Or you are paying the eight dollars. Well, the nice thing about Redbox is, is if I we want to watch a movie, you open up. Well, you don't probably don't use the app, but I open up the app on my phone. Yeah, either way, I find the movie, and if what we want to watch tonight is Force Awakens, it tells me that it's Which in one? right. It's in yeah. the Walmart parking lot, right. or it's in the you know Vaughn's really, parking lot. Really, Redbox so has really opened up. That we way. can just go right. pick up the movies there. So I'm at a point now where I'm thinking Netflix is way too expensive. I have Amazon Prime that I'm yeah. going to pay a hundred dollars a year for shipping anyway, right. and the and Prime the, stuff. And they get the shows, right? I've got a bunch of shows. It's not now. It's not the same shows, but they're shows. So, but they'll get the shows that are on Netflix just a few months later anyway. Just like, well, they don't have like, uh, just like basic TV. Give it a couple of months, it'll be on Netflix or Amazon. Why, my fucking mind is just going blank. What's the name of the Kevin Spacey movie? They, House of Cards. House of Cards. They don't have House of Cards is only available on Netflix. Well, that's. Um, because it's their it's their baby. flagship show, but that's and, their baby. Um, but then again, all you have to do is just eight months. But I'm starting to get to the point it. where I'm like, I don't need to watch House of Cards. No, get it for one month and just disconnect. You know, just like what a lot of their fan base does. Like House of Cards comes in, all of a sudden they get 10 million new people that month. They just made 80 million dollars, so they're happy. And then all the you know out of those 10 million. Nine and a no. half million people cancel. That's great. They still got some, you know, they got a couple I'm, of I'm on the brink but I was of just kinda, I, I was just kind of shocked that I hadn't been on Netflix for that long. For literally a year. For, for like, binge watching. I, like, the whole night. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I'm like, I, I, for 20 or 30 minutes, I was looking through everything. And I was like, I can't believe this shit. I literally cannot believe that I've been looking for stuff now for half an hour. Because I haven't been on here forever. And I'm like, there's five freaking things. And out of that, I don't, you know, I don't really care about the documentary. I'll watch a documentary whenever. Mm-hmm. So, like, then I watch the two movies and I didn't, you know, it's like, whatever. I don't understand, like, the big hubbub about the movies. Anyway, um, two horror movies, which were kind of. What'd you watch? Hush and mm-hmm. um, The Hollow. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. And, and again, you're like talking, and this is a. Uh, a segue back to what's a good new like, horror no, movie like the segue of you know blacks making black people making movies about roots right. mexicans making about drug lords or mexican you know uh, bad guys all of a sudden all these fucking horror movies from around the world are a white couple moving out into the woods from the big city and being killed being right. stalked and killed that's it so what happens in hush she's a blind you know mute i right. mean a deaf mute Who's being stalked and hunted by a fucking bad guy. And you just sit there and you're like, okay, that's the twist, that she's a deaf mute. That's it. Hush. Hmm. And then you watch it and you're like, it's a TV movie right. with literally one scene of violence. Like one scene of like gore that didn't really even need to really happen. They just did that to make it rated R. And the rest of it, you're like, hmm, not bad. Like you just sit there you're like, eh, not bad. Every, but everybody's fucking going ape shit about this movie. I'm like, I don't understand that. Um... I just recently when it, when it comes to horror movies in, in horror movies, there's a big, huge. There's so many bad ones, or there's so many cheesy ones that you just sit there and you're like, "What the?" You know. I just, I just don't get recently it. rewatched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yep. And we just talked about that a couple weeks ago. I'm like, that's still yeah. unbelievable. And I can't I, wait for the I rewatched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Can't wait for the sequel for that either. Now, a little, you know, they're a little busy, but 
Now, I I determined that uh, did, have you seen Unfriended? And we, I just talked about this last night, actually, on Facebook. Yeah, hey, you saw it. Yeah, is it any good? No. Okay. Good story, bad delivery. Well, the you, I mean, the thing about it is, it all takes place on a desktop, right? Yeah, I mean that's a story where it's, it's a like, desktop and a camera. So like that's you, the challenge of the film and what makes it somewhat of a novelty. Uh, so I have that sitting for me to watch it, and then I think I have. You might like it. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's, I have you know, something. The Gallows. Yeah, that's the other one. Which is a found footage film. I think mm-hmm. is it a found footage yeah. film? Yeah. Is was that any good? I watched about ten minutes of it and mm-hmm. stopped. But that's me. What I realized that I like, and uh, more than anything, and I'm ask you if there's anything recent. Oh. I like watching teenage kids get slaughtered. Yes. I like Friday the 13th, yeah. Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, a group of good-looking teenage kids. Going getting, off to have fun. Getting hacked. Yeah, home. exactly. Get, going off to have fun and getting hacked apart. Uh, did, have you seen Final Girls? I still have not seen it. That's, uh, it's pretty good. That, that pretty good. right there is one that I wanted to watch, and it wasn't on Netflix. No, but it, you can get it at Redbox. Yeah. So, uh, am I missing anything? Is there anything recent that that's uh, the thing? It's, group it's of kids all, getting it's hacked all, up. No, but it's it's all this, uh, like you're next. It's all this stalker bullshit. You know, you're at a house out right. in the middle of nowhere, which nobody does. And all these fucking movies, all their windows and doors are open, which makes no fucking sense. Right. So you're like, really? You're not going to shut a door? <laughs> you're not going to close the window or close a blind? So you know, all of this stuff. It just like you just. 30 seconds in the movie, you're like, that person's about to die, and they die. And mm-hmm. you're just like, this is fucking horrible. Um, or it's the the paranormal stories. So it's yeah. all the, you know, the, the fake ghosts. Some of them work. Some of them don't. You know, that's a 50-50 shot. For when, me, none of those ever comes, work because I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the spiritual right. world. I don't believe in any of that. So, so I end up just sitting there going, is, this is so dumb. Right. This wouldn't happen because it doesn't exist. I just can't. Right. I can't buy into it. When it comes to pure slashers, you know, the Scream TV show was really, really horrible, like horrifyingly bad. Uh-huh. Um, I, again, I watched like a 10 minutes of it, and uh-huh. it was just like, oh, my God. And uh-huh. there's an actual TV show called Slasher. I haven't given that a shot, but I haven't heard that much good about it. Um, but I, I think that, uh, for whatever reason, again, the, the, the producers, the filmmakers are seeing paranormal's easy. It's easy special effects and this stalker syndrome, you know, kind of thing, because it's even on today's news. Mm-hmm. Stalking, you know, stalking people is still pretty popular even in today's news. So I think I, those I mean, that's two, what I'm going to do this afternoon. Right. So activity it, list. So I think the, so I think someone. these two the those two elements are really popular. So anything else, I just don't you know I just don't see it that much, mm. which is kind of a shame because I think those, like you said, that I think there needs to be they they tried. I mean I can't believe it's already two thousand nine. They tried with Friday Thirteenth, and there was a couple of wannabe Friday Thirteenths right there, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. but none of them they all sucked. Like mm-hmm. they were all really really bad. And so I think it really just like, oh, we made $50 million the first weekend, but then we made $20 the second weekend. So all those movies just stopped. Mm-hmm. And then Paranormal Activity, you know, fifteen grand, and it went on to make, you know, yeah. $10 trillion. So it's like with with the magic that you can do special effects-wise now for almost no money, you can make a paranormal movie and, you know, make a small fortune off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Insidious. I, I enjoy the Insidious and the Conjuring movies. Conjuring <sighs> 2 just, right, you don't. But Conjuring 2 comes out, you know, tonight or, you know, tomorrow, this weekend or whatever. 
it is already projected to beat Warcraft mm-hmm. in this country, which is insane because Warcraft, you know, World of Warcraft is one of the biggest games in the history of games. And they made a movie about it finally. And you sit here and you're like, a sequel to a horror movie is supposedly going to beat it out. By, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Who knows? But again, it's a paranormal story. So again, it's just like, regardless if you like it or you don't like it or whatever, that's what, you know, there are no kids going out to get high and have premarital sex and get slaughtered by somebody in a big realm. There might be little cheesy independent movies that I haven't heard of, that I haven't been picked up yeah, on yet. Um, but nothing nothing that has like, caught my eye and nothing that's really, you know, coming you know, come my way. But Conjuring 2 will probably worldwide make it like 100, 150 million this weekend. So get prepared for Paranormal Activity Part 6, 7, and 8. <laughs> Conjuring and Annabelle Part 3, 4, 5, 6. Insidious Part 4. You know, these movies are going to make, you know, they're going to, again, just like Scream, just like Saw. Yeah. And it's like they're going to make Box them, office dictates going, what, get ma- going to what gets them. made. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to plunk down my cash and go to a theater to see a movie, they're not going to make movies that I want to see. And then and, you'll have to watch it on Netflix or or, or look up on Yeah, Spotify I mean, but in general, movies that, I, that I want to see just aren't going to get made no. because I'm no longer the generation for these movies. Uh Again, there might be, you know, again, if it, if it, I'm old, but like they're remaking Halloween, which is insane. They've already tried Friday the 13th. They're doing that again. Right. So like when it comes to like the new slasher, you know, story, those aren't out there. And, and you know, uh, I guarantee you since Halloween with John Carpenter, ironically, John Carpenter and uh, the Blumhouse people, they're in charge of the Halloween, you know, reboot. Since that was announced, I guarantee you there's 20 or 30 scripts sitting somewhere about other slasher movies, but they're going to wait and see if Halloween makes money. Sure. If Halloween makes money, then all of a sudden you're going to see two or three of these little independent right. you know, movies, right. and that might help you. <laughs> <laughs> that might help you where, it, to me, like right there, uh, a bunch of black kids going somewhere and getting slaughtered. Why not? That hasn't been done. <laughs> a bunch of Mexicans <laughs> going to a Day of the Dead, you know, but like a Day of the Dead party. You know, out there, and they are like, "Oh, let's go to this house party," and they're all slaughtered by somebody. These movies need to be made. It's just funny because, in context, what we were talking about earlier, it makes sense. But out of context, you know, yeah. a bunch of black kids get yeah, yeah. slaughtered. Going somewhere getting slaughtered. Yeah. Sounds like something Trump would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the Trump crowd might like that movie. So, yeah. right there, there you go. That's your next uh, script. All right, so we got to wrap this up so I can get on with my day, and people can get on with their day. Anything else, Dad? Uh, Midsummer Scream. And July 30th, 31st, Long Beach, California. That's still ways away. Yeah, so what? All right. Well, they might listen to it, or they might listen to no, it. No, I agree. Now. I'm fine. I'm Fuck just you. Saying. Play it by fear.com. All right, there you go. All right. All right. I'll I, plug away. I'm Vince Roca. Martin Bailey. So for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.